Welcome to the KidZone Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing kids' books in celebration of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Hello, it's Rita at the Orem Library. This month is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, a celebration of Asians and Pacific Islanders in the United States. The Asia-Pacific region includes East Asia, Oceania, the Russian Far East, South Asia, and Southeast Asia. We have so many books at the Orem Library that you can read to celebrate Asian Pacific Americans and their heritage. When you open up the book, Eyes That Kiss in the Corners, you see a young girl with long black hair looking into a mirror. When she is at school, she notices that her friends have eyes that don't look like hers. They have eyes like sapphire lagoons that are big with long lashes, but her eyes kiss in the corners and glow like warm tea. Her eyes look just like her mama's that sparkle like starlight and crinkle into crescent moons. Her eyes look just like her mama's that sparkle like starlight and crinkle into crescent moons. And her mama's eyes are just like her amas, which are filled with many beautiful Chinese stories and legends. Her amas' eyes look just like Maymay's, her little sister. And Maymay's eyes are just like hers. Interwoven into the story, you will see figures from Chinese legends, dragons, a phoenix, and Guayan and the Monkey King. This is a lovely story about family heritage, love, and self-acceptance written for ages 5 through 9. Don't miss the beautiful companion picture book titled Eyes That Speak to the Stars that was released this year in 2022 by the same author and illustrator team, Joanna Ho and Zung Ho. Come to the library to check it out. Hello, reader friends. It's Miss Molly at Orem Library, and I'm really excited because this month I have the chance to tell you about one of my favorite series that has it all. It's the Aru Shah series by the amazing Roshni Chakshi. The first book is called Arusha and the End of Time, and it's about trying to be brave and do heroic things even if you don't really feel cut out to be a hero. The main character in this book is named Aru. She lives in the Museum of Ancient Indian Art and Culture because her mom works there as the museum's curator. One day, her snobby classmates come to visit the museum, and in an attempt to impress them, Aru lights a lamp that she told them is cursed. She doesn't really believe that it's cursed herself. But as soon as she lights it, there is a burst of light and a shadow unfurls from the lamp. She learns that she accidentally released a demon known as the Sleeper, who freezes time around him wherever he goes. The ones who are destined to stop this demon are brave warrior demigods, the Pandava brothers from Indian legend. But all of the Pandavas have been reincarnated as young kids who haven't come to terms with their identities or powers much at all yet. As Aru travels around recruiting the various Pandavas and figuring out her own powers, she wonders if their ragtag group will be enough to stop the sleeper. 
I loved this book because it delved into a whole amazing world of action and brave heroes. While this book was super adventurous too, it was also hilarious. I'm sure you've read a book that strikes that perfect balance of having you caught up in the action one moment and then gut laughing the next. This book is one of those lucky finds. I've also heard people say this book reminds them of Sailor Moon because of the awesome team of girls with powers element, and I can confirm that rings true. I absolutely adore books that have a group dynamic with the characters like that, like a team with all their different personalities and goals and backstories and how they all interact within the same story. So that was yet another driving factor that kept me flipping those pages. This book is also published under the Rick Riordan Presents publishing imprint, just like the book Miss Tony chose for today's episode, so it will definitely appeal to kids who love mythology. This is a middle grade book, so it's found up in the junior fiction section at our library. For a read-alike, you should also check out The Serpent's Secret by Sayatani Dasgupta. We hope to see you snatching up some great finds at the library soon. We'll see you! beautiful readers, it's Melissa at the Orem Public Library. Today I'm going to talk about the picture book, When Spring Comes to the DMZ, and the junior fiction book, Stand Up Yumi Chung. When Spring Comes to the DMZ is a book about the Korean demilitarized zone. The DMZ is a zone between North Korea and South Korea that is 2.5 miles wide and just over 150 miles long. No humans are allowed inside the zone. The DMZ has become a haven for native wildlife and flora, where the beauty of nature flourishes. But this accidental nature preserve is also contrasted with the barbed wire, guard stands, and soldiers that line the DMZ. This beautiful book captures the contrast between the animals that are thriving and the sadness of the war and the people who are separated by the DMZ. As we follow the changing seasons at the DMZ, we see the animals play in the Injin River and frolic in the Gochindong Valley. Meanwhile, Grandfather continues to visit the DMZ each season to look out over the land that has divided his people. In the end, Grandfather is ready for his country to be whole again. Written and illustrated by Ukbe Lee, this poignant book is the winner of the 2020 Batch Elder Honor Award and is also a 2019 Freeman Award Honorable Mention. Yumi Chung is a Korean-American girl who loves stand-up comedy. She needs a scholarship to keep attending the private school her parents have sacrificed a lot for her to attend. But on the way to the library to prepare for her exam, she accidentally finds herself in a comedy summer camp, where she is mistaken for another camp member that hasn't shown up. Yumi finds some kindred spirits in her comedy summer camp and eventually helps save her family's Korean barbecue restaurant. Written by Jessica Kim, Stand Up Yumi Chung is a charming book full of funny and heartwarming moments. As Yumi pursues her passion for comedy, she has kept her comedy camp participation from her school friends and from her parents. All the while, her comedy camp friends don't know her true identity. Full of fun references to pop culture, Korean food, and even BTS, Yumi learns that the fear of failure is the real obstacle to overcome. 
Stand-up Yumi Chung transcends the usual stereotypes of immigrant parents and shows the love and struggle all families go through to meet both the financial and emotional needs of each other. Yumi and her sister Yuri together find their voices and learn how much their parents love and support them. Check out Stand-up Yumi Chung in our junior fiction section. Hello fellow readers, this is Miss Rachel at the Orem Library. As I'm sure you know by now, this month is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. I found a heartwarming book in our intermediate collection about a seven-year-old Korean American girl named Mindy. Everything has changed since Mindy's mom died. Her dad moved them from California to Florida, so Mindy is starting second grade at a brand new school. It's nothing like her old school where she had friends and there were other kids who looked like her. Mindy has three goals for the school year. First, get a puppy. Second, find a new best friend. And third, help her dad be happy again. Things get off to a pretty rocky start the first day of school when Mindy opens her lunchbox. None of the other kids had ever seen or smelled kimchi before. And does Mindy really eat seaweed? After her first day, Mindy adds a new goal. Don't get laughed at during lunch again. On day two, a girl named Sally asks to try the seaweed. Soon everyone wants to try some until there isn't even any left for Mindy. And so Mindy comes up with a plan, a yummy seaweed business plan that may help her accomplish all of her goals sell seaweed at lunch with Sally and make enough money to buy a puppy. Because how can Mindy or her dad be sad when they have a cute puppy? But even the best plans can go awry. When Mindy's plans fall apart and Mindy offends Sally, how will she ever manage to meet her goals? Especially when the principal is going to call her dad and tell him everything. Check out Mindy Kim and the Yummy Seaweed Business and find out. Lila Lee is the author of Mindy Kim and the Yummy Seaweed Business. She manages to bring several complex themes into this book, such as familial relationships, grief, friendship, and microaggressions. She does so in a way that, that is very accessible and understandable for children between the ages of six and nine. This is assisted by the simple, emotion-filled drawings provided throughout the book by Dung Ho. I love the portrayal of the relationship between Mindy and her father. Although they both feel deeply the absence of Mindy's mother and are individually coping and adjusting to new circumstances, they still look out for each other. I also love the emphasis the book puts on the importance of sincere apologies and taking responsibility for your actions. Mindy demonstrates that apologizing is the first step to mending hurt relationships. It isn't the only step and more work is often required in order to fix things, but apologizing is a start. Mindy Kim and the Yummy Seaweed Business is the first book in the Mindy Kim series. If you like this series, check out the Jasmine Taguchi series, the Alvin Ho series, or ask for recommendations at the reference desk. See you at the library! Hello, book lovers! 
This is Miss Mary at the library. This month, I read a fun and heartwarming graphic novel called Stargazing by Jen Wang. The Chinese-American main character, Christine, works hard to live up to her parents' expectations. Between violin practice and Chinese lessons, Christine doesn't find much time to let loose and have fun. Then, Moon, a girl Christine's age, moves in next door. Moon introduces Christine to K-pop and nail polish, and the two soon become best friends. However, Jin begins to struggle under her parents' expectations, and she also starts to become jealous of some of Moon's other friendships at school. Then, an unexpected tragedy strikes, and Christine must learn to be a true friend. There are many things I liked about this book. I always appreciate good illustrations in graphic novels, and this one was no exception. The colors are bold, and the facial expressions are fantastic, even though Jin Wang's illustration style is more on the minimal side. It's amazing what she can do with just a few lines. And like I mentioned earlier, there are some great aspects of friendship portrayed in this book. I think we do tend to get territorial about our best friends, and can easily get jealous when they start making other friends. However, Christine learns that it's good to befriend other people, and everyone could always use some more good friends in their lives. I would recommend this book to ages 8 through 12. For similar books, check out Real Friends by Shannon Hale and Awkward by Svetlana Chimakova. See you at the library! Hello, it's Tony with the Orem Library. To celebrate Asian Pacific Heritage Month, I'm going to tell you about an exciting novel called Dragon Pearl by Yoon Ha Lee. It's part of the Rick Riordan Presents series, so I highly recommend it for fans of the Percy Jackson books. This book is a space fantasy that follows Neen, a girl who is really a fox spirit appearing as a human for her protection. Her brother June disappeared while traveling to other planets, and she thinks she can find him. She goes on quite the adventure to track down her brother, and I think the ending will kind of surprise you. Dragon Pearl is a fabulous combination of science fiction as she travels through space, in fantasy as she encounters figures from Korean mythology. In a way, it's a lot like Star Wars. Be prepared to meet aliens, pirates, ghosts, and maybe a dragon as you read. You will explore new planets and star systems and encounter tragedy and triumph along the way. This book is an exciting way to learn about Korean mythology and the unique magic that populates it. If you like Star Wars or Percy Jackson or both, you should try Dragon Pearl. You can find it upstairs in our junior fiction section. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.